0: Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Fierce Calling podcast. I'm your host, Dora Swift. I'm talking with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. They are using their gifts to impact the world for Christ, and I hope this podcast inspires other women to take action, use their gifts, and walk in their fierce calling. In today's episode, Joyful Living with an Attitude of Gratitude, I'm talking with my friend, Angel Falk. Angel is a brain tumor survivor and has a heart for Jesus, staying healthy, and is fit to praise. Angel has been through difficult times, but her Jesus joy is what shines through. She has great encouragement for you today, and her story will inspire you. So listen in while I have a chat with Angel Falk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome my friend, Angel Falk. She is a brain tumor survivor, a wife and mom, a fitness professional, health and wellness advocate, and entrepreneur who is living every day for Jesus. And I met Angel a few years back and came to our church and did a little fitness demo and i'm still sore from the (laughs) the rumba or zumba or whatever that we did yeah Uh, yeah that was pretty intense but it was really awesome and then you were able to share your testimony with us afterwards which was really amazing and so we were so blessed
1: to have you so welcome to the podcast angel Thank you, Doris. I'm excited to be here. And that was such a fun time. I think we need to do it again. <laughs> yeah,
0: it really was. It was so good. It, it was so different. It was like a different kind of an event. And that's a great idea if any of the listeners have events at their church or want to do something a little different for their women's ministry. It was really cool. And I think the ladies really enjoyed it. We had some healthy snacks. Um, we did a little time where you did the the Zumba with us and you had yep. a couple of your, your team with you, your girls. And yeah. so someone did like the, the beginner, the intermediate, and then you were doing the, you know, advanced and. Right. And it, was you, so yeah, it was so much fun. I, I really still look at those pictures. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> Me yeah. too. Me too. It was really great and I enjoyed it so much. And I know all the ladies did. And they're still talking about it. Good, good. (laughs) They're probably still sore like me. No, No, it was really good. So, Angel, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect.
1: Thank you. I love sharing. God has been so good. And, um, you know, what we did at your church was have a praise party. We mm. we danced to Jesus music and we lifted up the name of Jesus. And then we were excited and happy. And we had our endorphins going. And then I shared my story. And I feel like God wants us to do everything in joy and praise. And we're going to go through those hard times, but he always gets us out of it and, or gets us through it. And I always think about David in the Bible, you know, he would pour out his heart and just agony, mm-hmm. and, but he always ended in praise. And after I had my um, brain tumor and recovery and all that, that's kind of when I came up with that fit to praise, because I believe God wants us all to be fit and healthy and strong so we can praise him and bring joy to others. And that's what it's all about. So my, my journey really with fitness started way back when I was just a kid. I was always a cheerleader, dance team, that sort of thing. always loved it. Became a school teacher um, and then had my children, became a stay-at-home mom. But I loved working out. I loved exercise. That was a passion of mine. So to um, get the membership at the gym free, I folded towels and helped greet people (laughs) as they walked in. (laughs) But I was one of those front row divas, always on the step, jumping around. And the um, coordinator said, you really should teach classes. And that's kind of how I got started. So I went and got a national certificate and just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was very fit. And then in about 2006, I started losing some hearing in my right ear Mm -hmm. and which is not common for somebody young. So I went to the doctor and had a hearing test and they said, you have lost some hearing. Let's keep an eye on it. And you know, that was kind of a red flag to me. I probably should have gotten a second opinion because we didn't find out why. And I've learned that doctors don't know everything. And so time went by. And as we are, we get too busy. We don't want to go back to the doctor. Um, But eventually it got worse and worse. And one night I was woken up with a crunching sound in my ear and I could not hear a thing. And it was scary. So I started the series of doctor visits again, finally got an MRI And it was on a Friday afternoon after everything was closed. Of course, um, I'm like the last appointment. I go in for my MRI. And at the end, the technician, he couldn't tell me anything. They're not allowed to say anything. Mm -hmm. But he showed me the scan. And on the left side of my brain, perfectly normal. On the right side, there was a huge tumor mashing my brain almost completely closed on the brainstem. which is where fluid, you know, goes back and forth and all those nerves keeping you alive. And so he couldn't say anything, but he gave me the scan and I just went. And I remember that feeling just sitting in my car and catty corner to the office was the doctor's office that, you know, finally got me the MRI. And I was like, I can't go. I can't tell him. I there's, what can I do? And my husband was at work. He's a pharmacist and he was working at CVS, which stays open until about 10 at night, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just remember having those scans in my hand thinking, what am I going to do? So I go home. Of course I call him. He comes home. We figure it out because those scans are not easy to read. Figured it out and it was really devastating. We knew this is probably the worst location you could have any kind of um, tumor. Um, so after we got our neurosurgeons. I had two because it was very intensive surgery at Vanderbilt here in Nashville. Um, They told me, you know, it may be a year and a half before your life is normal again, but we think we can save you. (laughs) I, I know I was like, oh my gosh, is this good or sad? And the funny thing is, Doris, one of the doctors saw one and then he had to call in a second one. So the first one I saw, he was explaining to me what the tumor was like on my brain stem and he held his fingers together and he was crossing them in like a game of pickup sticks he said you know how all the sticks are laying when you throw them in a mess and that's how this is going to be such a delicate surgery because of all your nerves on your brain stem but when he did that he had he was missing fingers he was missing digits Oh wow! And I did not hear anything he said after I saw his fingers. I felt like Charlie Brown's teacher was talking, just womp, womp, womp. So I was really walking in faith here, trusting that these were the best doctors. And it was, you know, it was pretty scary, but they told me to, to plan ahead because at that time I was homeschooling my daughter in middle school. My son was still in elementary school and it was awful. It was like, just so devastating to have to miss out on all the wonderful things I had planned. And I feel like God, um, you know, his plans are greater than ours, you know, and we have to remember, we can plan all day long, but God has the last say. So I just really kept my faith strong, staying in the word. And it just so happened I was in a Bible study on faith.
0: All right. And,
1: oh, doesn't God always put you where you need to be? Mm -hmm. And The women there were so wonderful. We were having worship. And I told them, you know, what had happened. And I was at the altar just worshiping. And the worship leader was singing that Carrie Job song, Healer. You remember that song? I believe you're my healer. And that just became my song. Mm -hmm. And while I was praying, I felt the Lord speak two things to me. Number one, your faith has made you whole. I just felt that. And then number two, you will be pleasantly surprised, and I honestly didn't know what that meant, Wow! because I know I learned in a Bethmore Bible study, we're always healed. God promises that. It's either before you go through anything, after you go through a fire, mm-hmm. you know, chemo, radiation, whatever, or straight to the arms of Jesus, but we yeah. are healed, so I honestly thought, could I wake up in heaven? Is that going to be my surprise? I did not know. But I just trusted him. I just trusted him. And I knew I had been through so much with the Lord. And I won't, we don't have time for all my stories. Everybody has so many stories. I know if you're over 50, you have some stories. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, but I just knew from my faith walk, he was going to get me through this. So they told me, you know, to plan ahead because I'm, it may be a year and a half before I could do anything. So I, I went through the surgery. It was 14 hours long, two surgeons, you know, back and forth. And when I woke up, I was completely paralyzed on my right side, mm. and which I knew I knew these things could happen. They told me I may be on a feeding tube, all these things, but it was so amazing how I knew God was with me from the minute I woke up. I could hear everything in the room, I could hear the doctors and nurses. I just could not move the right side of my body, um, and my husband even came and put a pencil in my hand and he wanted me to write something because I was really hot and they could tell in my eyes I was trying to say it and I couldn't say it and finally I wrote it out and I thought this is the hardest thing I've ever done is write H-O-T you know (laughs) and I had to relearn to walk and talk and swallow and all those things but while I was still in the hospital I remember having I was able I was thankful I was able to get up and go to the bathroom by myself but I remember being afraid to look in the mirror because the right side of my face was completely paralyzed and if you've ever seen anybody with bells palsy or you know any kind of facial paralysis it's hard and mine was even you know way worse so I go and I just just kind of took a deep breath and I looked in the mirror and I saw it and I just my first thought was we're going on an adventure I just knew Jesus we are going on an adventure something we are this is getting real Mm -hmm. and I just knew he was with me and I knew that during the hardest times of life is when you grow the most you know, in our deepest pain is when we seek him and his presence the most, when we get in the word the most. So I was in a crazy way, kind of excited about this. It was crazy. Um, That's just the Holy Spirit, I guess. (laughs) So, you know, we made it through there and I really recovered quickly. God was so good. I had facial therapy, every kind of therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy, had to relearn to walk, talk, swallow everything. And I came back really fast. I was actually in the gym at six weeks. Now I couldn't drive myself and I couldn't really stand up. I didn't have balance, but my husband took me and propped me against the wall and gave me some dumbbells because that is my happy place. I did so much better than they said. And they They really said it's because I was so fit that, you know, I was teaching classes every day, every day, working out every day, every day. So I was really happy about that. Dealing with the facial paralysis was hard. You don't feel beautiful anymore. You don't feel like yourself. You can't smile, still completely deaf on the right side, but I was thankful. I had one good ear, (laughs) Uh, just, you know, annoying sometimes. But when I went for my one year checkup, it had grown back and it was big. And that is when my heart sunk. And I was like, I can't go through that again. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can go through all that again. What are we gonna do? And my my top doctor said, I'm not going through that again either. So he's like, you know, we're gonna do radiation. He said that if it was my wife, that's what I would do. So I was like, okay, this is pure poison. I knew that much. Um, but, you know, what options do you have? You yeah. just have to do what you can do with the tools you have. Mm-hmm. So did that, did the 27 rounds and did pretty well throughout it then it hit me at the end i got really sick and it was one of those hard mom moments because all i ever wanted in my life was to be a mom honestly i love being with my kids doing all the things and there i was in bed for two weeks with fever and chills my hair fell out i had spots on my face they said your teeth may fall out it was devastating but you know after those two weeks i was feeling kind of like myself again it was another one of those things and god taught me so many lessons And when it's just you and your bed and your Bible, and you have people coming and bringing meals and taking my children places, you know, Edie, you know, Edie, she'll probably be on one of your podcasts one of these days, but she took my daughter everywhere because she had a daughter about the same age. And it was just really a special time to learn to let people serve. You know, you can't always be the one serving Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to be humbled and receive. And it really does give other people an opportunity to be blessed. So I learned that lesson. And when I started getting better, I realized I had the fitness thing down, but there's something missing. So I started doing my research on nutrition and how can you be healthy? How can you prevent disease? And, you know, every doctor has different things to say. And there's a million different diets out there. But one thing they all agreed on was fruits and vegetables. Everybody needs more fruits and vegetables. We don't get enough. The quality in the ground is not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. You've got to eat more. And they said 20 servings or more if you've ever had any kind of chronic illness, if you're over 50, if you're pregnant nursing. And I thought there's no way. So we've tried to change our diet and I was not a good eater. I still lived on, you know, diet coke, and some fast food, it's a processed food, whatever was quick, fast and easy, because I grew up, I was born in the 60s. And in the 70s, you know, mom's went back to work and there was no time for homemade meals and not in my house anyway. So it was a learning um, thing with my husband and me and he's a pharmacist. So we have lots of vitamins and supplements, of course, but I was really excited about trying to be healthy and not just fit. And that's about the time I met a nurse who told me about juice plus and it's a franchise. It's a virtual franchise. So that is, it just clicked. I was like, I love this. And so I actually signed up to be a rep to get it at the best price and I loved it so much that a few years ago, one of the doctors, we have 15,000 doctors recommending it, and he reached out to me, and he said, "Um, you have a lot of customers. Would you like to make this a business? And that's when I thought, yeah, this is perfect timing, because the funny thing is when my son got in high school, my daughter was in college. I tried to go back to work full time. I thought, you know, I love fitness. It's great, but you really can't depend on it and make a living. I was personal training, but your clients, they often travel and just leave. You know, It's not Mm -hmm. dependable. And my husband had always supported us. So I thought, I really feel in my heart to be a good, loving, kind wife, I need to bring in some income. And so when I went to work full-time as a health coach for the state of Tennessee, I liked talking to people all day, but I did not like the cubicle world. Mm -hmm. it was not for me and the whole corporate thing was just not for me I'm more of a free spirit you know and they all knew I was the crazy juice plus Jesus loving fanatic so (laughs) yeah I see your tower garden in the back there. yes I know we just planted our spinach and our kale and our vase so I'm so excited and hopefully it'll be warm enough soon I'm gonna roll it outside so I love it It has wheels Okay. Yeah, we just started the whole thing. And little by little with the community of Juice Plus and all the doctors, I just began to learn more and help people get off their medications for diabetes and, you know, heart problems, all these things. It was just such a blessing. And when he asked me, would I like to make it a business? It was God's perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, God's timing is really perfect. You have to trust it. So I've been doing that for about three and a half, four years um, really working it like a business, and now I have a team of over 60 amazing men and women, mm-hmm. and over 350 customers. And I mean, it's just amazing. And it is so much fun to see mamas help their babies get healthier because we're changing the future. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what we could be preventing with this yes. whole healthy living community. So I think, you know, going through the brain tumor, of course, is hard. And I have to have an MRI every five years. I do a, ba- a brain tumor dance party every May, and I'm hoping it can happen. It might happen later in the summer with the coronavirus and all, mm-hmm. but I still, you know, want to keep doing that. And I love fitness. I still love fitness in all my classes. I want to praise Jesus always. But really, I think this healthy living thing with my Juice Plus company has just really lit a fire in me so many of us especially in the church we work so much on our spirit but we forget our body and Mm -hmm. God gave us these bodies to live in I I used to pinch my kids when they were little and say okay this is your temporary house Mm -hmm. Um, but it is important you know spirit mind body always remember we are a spirit we're going to live forever that's the most yes we have our soul our mind our will emotions and we live in this body and we need to take care of it
0: so. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I hope that answered your question. Maybe too it, much.
0: <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah, but I love how you were talking, especially when you were going through that difficult time and how you had learned a lot of different things through that difficult time. Because that's going to encourage someone today who is either going through something like that personally or has a loved one or a friend that's going through that. Mm -hmm. And just an encouragement that God can teach us things through the darkest hours of our life because he's right there always. And then someone has to serve you, like that you have to allow that and be humbled and just bless them. Because I love how you brought that out because sometimes we forget that it blesses other people to allow them to serve and use their gifts. And I also love how you... We're talking about that there's a difference between being healthy and fit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is really important too. And I, I think is. that's because for our fierce calling, you know, whatever God's calling us to do, we need to really be healthy and be able to walk in those plans that he created for us. And so being healthy is really important. And I think you're really right. Oftentimes we forget the physical part and what we need to do. Because it isn't easy. <laughs> it's hard. right? Um, you know, so, but I love that you came back so quickly and recovered so quickly. And as long as I've known you, I, I know how you embrace life. You just embrace it. And you just give glory to God for everything in your life. And, you know, it's just all that Jesus
1: joy bubbling up. Jesus joy. I love that. I learned when we were in college that joy means twirl. Mm. There's some kind of word study there you can do joy and twirl. And this morning, a friend of mine who teaches Zumba, she's from Egypt and she loves the Lord. And I love the way she shares her faith. It's so beautiful. But we were able to get on a Zoom call and do Zumba together. And I used that song by Lauren Daigle. Um, what is that song? She talks about the birds and the oceans. Oh, it's the most beautiful. Thing. Everything. It's called Everything. Mm-hmm. And I just I started twirling at the end. It was kind of like a freestyle worship dance cool down. And it was just so wonderful. And I encourage everybody to turn on the music and just move your body. And you will start to feel the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, just twirl. If you don't know what to do, just twirl because that is joy.
0: Yes. Dance like David danced.
1: (laughs) Yes. He is one of my favorite guys. I cannot wait to meet in heaven. (laughs) That's exciting stuff, right? Yeah.
0: I'm just so encouraged by your story. And I do remember when you shared at the event, when you came and spoke and it really touched the hearts of so many women there, all the women there. And it, it was just like, We couldn't believe what you were telling us that happened to you. And I'm sure like from that first brain scan, that MRI, when you first looked at it, you probably thought, I don't know. Did you think that's not my brain? You know, (laughs) that can't be my brain, you know, so, but we have to be a testament to other people and share our grace story because the world will tell us when bad things happen that there is no God. Right. Or, you know, why would a good God let this happen to you? And it's a wonderful open door, actually. So it's really good when people ask us those questions because then we can just share. Well, God does work all things together for good. And, you know, what something meant for evil, he will make it, you know, turn it around for good. Exactly. Yes,
1: I love that. I love that so much. And I was thinking of something when you said that, and now it escaped me. But he does work all things for good. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking was when all that happened to me, the brain tumor and all, I never once thought, why me? Because I hear people say that a lot. And there's, I'm not ever judging anybody because we all have our own stuff to deal with and our own journey with the Lord. But I just thought, why not me? You know, Mm -hmm. bad things happen to everybody. Yeah. And I read somewhere, if you can read, you're richer than like 80% of the world, you know, we take so many things for granted. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've learned really through my business, I've grown so much just to be a better human, um, personal development. You know, you gotta always make yourself better and understand yourself, but practicing gratitude every day, no matter what you're going through, you can think of something to be grateful for. And I heard someone say, being grateful and practicing gratitude are two different things. Cause you can be walking around with a sad face and somebody say, what are you grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful. You're not practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I started, I have a journal every morning. I have a scripture I read and I write down at least three things I'm truly grateful for. And I get in the details mm-hmm. because when you get in the details and I always think of it, something that happened the day before yeah. you get in the details And you really start feeling it, you know, you start to feel it. And then the next day you're looking for, what am I going to be grateful for? And Mm -hmm. you're looking for those things. And they say gratitude is the oxygen for abundance. So the more you're looking for, the more you're going to feel. And God, Jesus, you know, Satan came to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came that we have life abundantly. So I believe he wants all of us to live that abundant life, whether we're sick or well, yes. you know, whether we're in the pit or we're on the mountaintop, we are called to live an abundant life. And you know, one of the devotions, I love devotions. One of the devotions I read when I was in going through radiation and healing and all that was streams in the desert.
0: Oh, yes. so I
1: do recommend that for people who are really at that low, low place. Like right now where I am today, I don't think that one's right for me, you know, but the best thing is to get in the scripture go straight to the scriptures read the psalms pour out your heart because that is when the holy spirit is really going to speak to you yes
0: i love how you were talking to you about the gratitude and being thankful and being intentional and that is really a learning experience when you have to relearn things that just comes so naturally to us. We don't even think about what we're doing.
1: Exactly, exactly. I remember my husband had to feed me bananas for a while. Mm -hmm. I think I ate bananas for about a week. (laughs) But I remember he got tired of it. He started shoving that banana down. (laughs) We laugh about that now. Mm -hmm. But you know, none of us are perfect all the time. We do the best we can. And you just have to just get through it. You know, Get through it, learn to laugh, learn to have fun. My kids, I remember when they first heard me talk, I sounded like the munchkins on the wizard of Oz and they were giggling, you know, they wanted to be nice and respectful and they didn't want to hurt my feelings, but they were giggling and it just cracks us up now. So it's funny things that you go through.
0: Yeah. And you have uh, beautiful grown kids now. Doing their own things.
1: Yes, our daughter is almost 23. She is married, mm-hmm. teaching school, and um, I'm a grandma, but it's to a dog, so I'm, I have mm-hmm. a grand dog.
0: <laughs> Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Well, I told him this is good practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so much fun. And then my son is 19, almost 20, and he is a freshman in engineering at UTK um, Knoxville. Mm -hmm. and he is in the leadership program, so I'm really excited about that, and I know God has great plans for both of them, and I always remind them of it. (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure,
0: and I love, too, that you are involved in some really wonderful ministries, too. Not that your business is not a ministry, because it is. Right. God uses all things like that, and so if you could just uh, mention a little bit about the ministries that you currently are serving in.
1: Yes, yes. I love, there's two different ministries. One is called Love Nashville. It is for women who have been in the entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. and there's um, about seven or eight, and then a couple of us in the leadership team, um, and we meet on Sunday afternoons, and it is so wonderful to just see them They're having true transformations. They're leaving that industry. They're getting jobs. It may be Kroger. Um, One is in college to be a nurse. Um, You know, one works with her dad building houses. It's, It's really a blessing and they all have children. And one of the girls on the leadership team, she has a calling on her heart for children's ministry. So she is creating curriculum to go with the studies. We always do a Bible study to go with the Bible study. And those kids, I got to volunteer in there as her helper one week, and she had on dressing up and acting out the Bible stories. And they were just precious. And um, I don't know if you remember my story about my mom, but she had a really rough 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 upbringing had me as a teenager and I when I was asked to come and serve in this ministry I felt like I'm serving my mom you know what if she would had women like this in her life and I love these ladies they're precious and so that is That's a really good thing. And the lady who started this ministry is actually the one that was leading my faith Bible study when I had my brain tumor diagnosis. So Denise Hildreth Jones is her name. She's amazing. She writes a lot of books and studies and has a great ministry. And then the other ministry I'm involved with is called Eternal Heiress. And this ministry, um, I'm surrounded with writers and speakers, and women who are really, um, you know, entrepreneurs who are really, their business is their ministry. Mm -hmm. And that is such a gift just to be around them. And I'm so encouraged and inspired. And I have a small group and we are focusing on who God says we are. We are his daughters. You know, we are the heirs of a great king. And so it's really been beautiful because so many of us are just bombarded with what the world is saying. And we have to remind ourselves of who God says we are. And I find myself really mentoring young women. And that's just what God made us to do. Mm -hmm. The older women poured into the younger women. So Mm -hmm. I love it. I always tell them, I surely don't know everything, but I've been through some stuff. Yes. (laughs) And you know, experience is a great teacher. So Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: That is so beautiful. And I love how earlier when you were talking about the ministry, how you feel like you were, you're serving your mom. That's so precious. I love that. And then- What is the name again of the heiress
1: one? It's called Eternal Heiress. Eternal Heiress. Love that. The lady who started that, she actually, there's two of them, and they met doing ministry through their church for the juvenile home for for girls. So they created this curriculum for young women to learn who they are in Christ. And then they were surrounded with all these you know grown up women <laughs> that needed this as well, so they just tweaked it and made it for adult women and It's really cool, and each week you have one positive affirmation that God says you are, and every day we study the scriptures on on that word, and we say it out loud and then when we meet in our small groups, we say it out loud, we discuss it. Everybody shares what God is teaching them that week. And she encourages us all to have a power hour with Jesus every morning.
0: Nice. It's
1: a good, good, good challenge.
0: Yes. That is so powerful when you speak it out, you know, like declaring, you know, that is so powerful.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that.
0: So if you were to say one thing to encourage the listener right now, what would you want to share with them?
1: Mm, I mean, everything
0: you've said has been encouraging. (laughs) If
1: you want to share one one thing right now. One nugget. One nugget. I would definitely spend time talking to Jesus every morning. Mm -hmm. Not just talking, but listening because there's nothing sweeter. Mm -hmm. There's nothing sweeter. I get tears just thinking about it. There is nothing sweeter. And, you know, I go back to the moment where I got born again. I was 24 years old Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And every day has just been so sweet with him.
0: Yeah. I love how, when you were talking about your grace story, when you, when you were in the car with your boyfriend, who is now your husband. Yes. And, and you said, what did you say? You said that it finally clicked about Jesus.
1: Right. Right. Who he is, because I had been going to church for years in and out of church as a kid. But I remember thinking mm-hmm. who's right. There's so many different churches on every corner, mm-hmm. which one's really right. And, um, you know, how kids think. And then when I was in college, I was working at a bank and this very sweet elderly lady invited me to church. And I always heard the church bells, you know, during the day. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And Miss Lee, Geraldine Lee is her name. She's in heaven now because she was about 88 years old then. (laughs) But she is really instrumental in just getting me in the doors of the church. And the funny thing is the church... I'm sure the pastor preached, but I don't remember hearing Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I'm a sinner and I need him. I don't, it did not click. And I even, I was in school to be a teacher. So when they needed Sunday school teachers, I signed up and I still was not saved. And here I am teaching first graders about Jesus and the, the little cute Bible stories but I was not living for God at all, um, but I was still curious. I was curious, and then when my boyfriend, we were friends for a while, and then he moved to pharmacy school about an hour away at Auburn, but he said I got born again. I got saved, and I did not know what that meant, and so he took me to a different church. It was an Assembly of God church. And he said, I don't want you to be scared. We're going to get in the balcony. (laughs) They were very charismatic, but I was sitting there, my eyes just huge, like saucers. And I knew this was different and this was real. And, you know, people had their hands up, praising God, giving words of faith, um, praying in tongues. And I just thought this is so different. And that's when I really started reading my Bible. I wanted to know what this was about out. And I started studying my Bible. And then um I don't know if you knew my whole story, but we started going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, all the time. And I just one night, Wade had to go into a hospital for an internship he was doing. And I just was sitting in the car and I heard the Lord say, today's the day. And I just knew. And, you know, we were married three months later and, um, God just did miracle after miracle. And then, you know, I, I've told you about my tragedies. I have three big tragedies I've dealt with, but God was with me and taught me so much and got me through it. And that's another word. He'll get you through it.
0: Just hang on. Yes. Thank you. That is so encouraging. And when you share about the things that the Lord puts on your heart. Precious. Well, I think he
1: meets, us, he meets us all where we are. You know, mm-hmm. we're some of us are, intellectual, deep thinkers. Some of us just need it simple. And, you know, God loves us all and we're all his children and he speaks to us. And one thing that Denise said in our Bible study is He has his own unique love language with each person. He can speak to you in ways nobody can. He understands your heart and your thoughts and your emotions and everything. And so that's why it's so important to spend time with him every day because people don't understand you. I mean, my husband loves me. I know he does. He doesn't understand me all the way. (laughs) You know, there's just no way. And he's going to fail me and I'm going to fail him. And Mm -hmm. I had that realization one day, I was walking the dog in the neighborhood. I was praying over my neighbors and I thought each one of them are going to fail me at some point and I'm going to fail them. Never meaning to, of course, we are fallen. You know, we are just specks. And my son and I, we love to go outside at night and look at the stars when we're taking the dogs out. And I was like, we are such tiny little specks. But God loves us so much. Mm. We may seem like nothing, like we don't matter, but we do. And that is just such an amazing thing right there.
0: Absolutely. That is amazing. I love that so much. And I also love all the things that you're involved in and it's an inspiration too. And we all have different gifts and different ways that we do that. So your story is very encouraging. So I appreciate you coming on, Angel. How can people connect with you?
1: Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'm on social media. I love Facebook. They can look me up there, Angel Falk. And I also have a page called The Fitness Angel and I have Instagram, The Fitness Angel, and then I have a website through Juice Plus. And they can always message me through that as well. It's just my first initial A, last name Falk, F as in Frank, A-U-L-K.juiceplus.com. So I'm always available. I love this. My kids are grown up, so I have lots of time to pour out to others because I've been so blessed by so many. I just want to pass it on.
0: And you know, the listener, if you have been encouraged by Angel, I just encourage you to reach out to her. There's just a connection that God does. He puts people together and it's not by any accident that you're here, you know, on the podcast right now and you're sharing these things and that someone is listening who needed to hear that so
1: that's just amazing well thank you for having me i enjoyed it
0: yeah and i i hope to have you on again sometime
1: absolutely
0: great well thank you so much friend god bless you you. and your ministry and your family and all that's going on
1: thank you doris i really appreciate it
0: okay friend i'll talk to you soon thank you for listening i hope angel's story encouraged and inspired you If what she had to say prompted you to take some type of action in your physical health, spiritual health, or both, I'd love to hear about it. And I'm sure Angel would love to hear about it too. You can connect with Angel through her website and social media links provided in the show notes. I'd also love to connect with you. So please subscribe to this podcast. And I would so appreciate it if you might leave a rating and comment so other women can find the show too. Then hop on over to my blog, daraswift.com, for more encouragement. Also, you can grab my free ebook, Step Out of Your Doubt and Into Your Calling. There's a link to it in the show notes, and you'll also find it along with some other resources on my website, daraswift.com. Friend, God's mercies are new every morning. Each morning when you arise, remember that encouraging truth straight from God's Word. Every day is a new opportunity for us to walk boldly in our fierce calling by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. I'd like to leave you with encouragement from Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I hope you join me next week when I invite another woman to share how she's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.